Too bad. <laughs> really upset now. <laughs> I didn't know Tess died. Stephen's heartbroken this morning now. Funny, his favorite, his favorite wrestler ever died. Probably thirty-four. It's crazy. Probably steroids and all that. It was. Yeah, yeah she was only a former UFC heavyweight champion. Died there Thursday. I think he's forty-four. Yes. Yeah, Cardiac that. arrest. All steroids, awesome. I don't know. If it was steroids or just like all that pressure on your body and just lots of these like really fit athletes dying young. Just drop there. You wonder because UFC is so young, is that we thought in boxing, you know, when you hit 50s and 60s, there's there's damage from, from the sport. We haven't seen that because UFC is so yeah. young. Oh, will there, yeah, will there be a I'm kinda something? kind of interested to see that new Will, Phil, Will Smith film, The Concussion. concussion. Yeah, that could yeah. be very interesting. It's very really good. Did you see there was something in like a schools, a Lancer Schools game the other day where the ref kind of said that. If the 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 player has a has a head injury, yeah. But in underage, there's no head HIAs, no head injury assessments. Um, the ref told him to get off, didn't he? Ref told him to get off, but the one of the coaches was on giving out to the ref on the pitch saying it's not a head injury. You can't why are you getting him off. I'm like for a minute on the pitch giving out to him. He was like, I'm a doctor in moment. I know that's not a head injury. And the ref's like, get off the pitch. He's gone. Wow. Yeah. And like, uh, so I think like it's skills really be safe in the sorry had some sorry yeah exactly and I think Leinster kind of came out and kind of backed the ref backed and the ref. stuff like that good uh, well Leinster for once <laughs> for once <laughs> yeah, last night as well didn't do too badly not too badly Munster struggled against Zebra yeah, 8 tries only That's how did Munster do really double figures against Zebra I'm sorry how did Munster do we weren't playing this week. yeah but you, when you did play you we're struggled playing Sunday. we're playing Sunday so you struggled <laughs> <laughs> it, was nice, it was cold last night it was a nice win it was hold them to nil as well it was always enjoyable <laughs> I don't think we played actually great though I think it was more their defence yeah, was awful I think they're definitely going to be a team that do better at home there's still a long way behind Treviso and the, the Italian standings on it no they're ahead yeah, they're. I, I, no, I mean, in terms of how I would write them. Oh, yeah, Treviso have big, big wins. Treviso are meant to be the oh, better team. Yeah. No, but it's in currently, Zebra had three wins this yeah. season, and Treviso have but seven it, bonus points. I mean, like, Treviso have like beaten the likes of Leicester and stuff like that in yeah, Dining and Cup. So I would class them as the, the best team in Italy, so, even so though they're, they're having a poor so season. They're the on, on like, kind of, yeah, well, on kind of like merit, or I don't know if merit's the right word there, but on kind of people's judgment, they are the better team. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. But not necessarily. Anyway, it's a Saturday morning show for us this week. Uh, Saturday afternoon now. Saturday, Saturday <laughs> afternoon, officially. It was meant to be Saturday morning. It was meant to be Saturday morning. Queen B got involved and the pod got slightly delayed. <laughs> you two looking out looking out for your other halves. She gets involved in the Super Bowl, she gets involved in the pod. She's everywhere. Second Johnson. All over the sport she is. Um, yeah, we didn't do it during the week because Chris, you had my trip to London. Uh, yes, I did. Very good. Um, very enjoyable. Welcome back. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Survived. I would recommend Hawksmoor if you're ever over there looking for a restaurant to go to. Their, ver- their version of Shanahan's, I'd say. Oh, yeah? Fantastic. Oh, wow. He's oh. turned into a food podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for dinner there? <laughs> uh, along the Shanahan's team, I'm guessing you can imagine it was steak related. Steak, mashed potatoes. No, actually went for the, the fries and fried eggs, of course. Oh, of course. Pepper sauce. Delicious. No. Yeah, I had that for the first time ever last Saturday. Steak and eggs, can't be it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a strange combination. Just... Oh, it's a winning combination is what it is. Um, anyway, so I suppose this week, this Saturday now, we just have a chat about kind of Six Nations is currently ongoing. A couple of big games today. Uh, have a look back how kind of the teams got on last weekend and quick look at the Premiership games. So uh, I suppose just to start off though, I have a quick question about Six Nations for you again. So it's, which team has won the most Grand Slams and how many have they won? Okay. Go back in history. Yeah. All the way, okay. Yeah. So... Not, not the Italians then. No. <laughs> well, the five. Uh, he did say the Six Nations. So, and he, which team has won the most Grand Slams? In the Six Nations. Grand Slams. The very first. Oh, so it includes the, the Six Nations. Oh, okay. yeah. 
John, listen to the question. I heard Six Nations. So. You've had Six Nations. You definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> did you want to realise what question you're asking before you ask it? <laughs> My head it out there. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look too favourably upon you. Let's ask the question again. The question is, which team has won the most Grand Slams? Six Nations or Five Nations? All time. The whole tournament? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Just so we know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Six Nations. Last weekend, one place to start really with, with the rare draw. No Grand Slam for Wales or Ireland this year. No triple crowns either. No triple crowns. Realistically, only England have a chance of it. France didn't look good. Um, for, no, they didn't, they did, to be honest. They looked average. They looked low on confidence. Italy came back in that game. All right, well, Italy kind of went ahead in that game and then France slowly came back, got the lead, and that was... But Italy's last five minutes had possession. They had territory. If they had somebody... Parise stepping in. And this is the problem with harsh criticism that he didn't deserve. I mean, no one else had the the ball to step up and take the kick. Some people, some people are saying that that no one else stepped into there. That's and why Priest Priest took took it upon himself to do it. Other people are saying he's the captain. Tell your ten to drop back. And the if ten, you're telling a ten to go into that slot, then they're obviously not comfortable to do they're it. Not comfortable, but they're yeah. still more technically gifted at doing it. And I know it is a lot of it in your mind as well, stuff. But he does it all the time. Yeah, though. No, should, should he have said to his ten? Get back in there and you'll take it anyway. You shouldn't have had to. The other thing is, and it might sound like a joke, but Italy are, are not in a position where they're within two points very often of teams. So they're not used to having to have mm. a drop goal. They're not. And you still give it to your team. Of course, but as they get better in time, hopefully, that they have that experience of playing in tight games. But we talked earlier about Treviso and Zebra being awful this season. There, there won't have been one game this season where a drop goal would have won it for them. So they're not in a position, I know you can say practice and practice, but if you're never in a position to do this in a big game, until you are, you don't know what to do. Now, it's simple to say, yeah, look, someone should be dropped back and someone should be standing here, but... But even if it's not your 10, what about, what about like, your fullback? Any, like, there's, well, a, there's, a, you, you, there's a lot more players Yeah, you imagine the, the responsibility was with, with Kelly Hamona, who should have been there, but... Yeah, like Sprise is he shouldn't the have had to, of that he shouldn't have to do it and he shouldn't have had to do it but I know and, he did it because and, and if he had, if he had slotted it well then <laughs> my god would be, would be <laughs> yeah. all saying that he is it wasn't even like he dropped back into. he just kind of found himself in the position like I don't think he was setting himself for that kick when he got the ball no. I think it was like he realised he had time and then he went for it I, he, still, I still think it should have been he should have been like barking orders get, get your 10 or your fullback or whatever into position then pop to him, him take a charge of them, kind of get people around and guard the ball, pop it back. Give him, yeah. give him as much no, as that should have happened, and that's what Ireland would have done if this was. Well, you know, that's what any of the other teams would have done. Well, well, I mean, I, I just think it's a sheer experience, and it's something that they're going to learn. I heard a stat a while ago that, that Dan Carter had only ever taken two drop goals for New Zealand. Now, obviously, it's for completely different reasons because they're yeah, so they're never. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same like scenario. Yeah. Like they're not used to having to. To go for the drop kick. But I suppose okay, New Zealand have kind of World Cup players all over the park, but I couldn't imagine Richie McCall dropping back in. He'd, be, he'd have demanded his 10 to go back in. No, but if, you, if you look at a player of, of that quality, that kicking ability, and only in his international career has twice taken a drop goal, it shows you how rare it is. It is rare, but, it, but what I'm saying is, let's say Dan Carter wasn't playing for New Zealand, and uh, Richie McCall wouldn't have taken the drop kick. He would have told his 10 to get back in there and taken it. And I think that's the way yeah, it should have been. Absolutely. It's completely different kind of levels of ability, but it's, it's just an it's an example of how rare it can be. Of it, One team who wins so often they don't need it, and another team that are never in a position that they can win yeah, with it. Exactly. Oh, no, I totally agree with that. But I think from schoolboy level, it's still, you get your 10 back in there to do it. Yeah, no. It, I think it, it's, it's very a, much a home a, nations thing. Like, England, Ireland, France, kind of Wales. France, we, we're France. kind of built on, like, getting the points when we can like if we're not going to score we'll take a drop goal with 5-10 minutes into a game whereas other teams just won't do that there was a time in the top 14 for 5-6 years when there were drop goals in most games so yeah you had, you had I think there was a, an incident of South Africans over there in the same period back in the same was there but there were drop goals in, in a lot of games so it, it's not just Tom Nations it's I think it, it's just lack of experience 10 should have dropped in but he, maybe he obviously he, didn't have the bottle. Yeah, no, like not a bottle, or he didn't have the confidence. There is a difference where if he's he does if he doesn't have enough coaching, or he doesn't have he hasn't done it enough. He should have. I, I, I also think have. if you're playing international rugby and they've been, it's not like it's their first kind of year as a professional team and stuff. No, 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 there's there's problems there, and 
it's it's probably a coaching thing. It's probably a they're not going to move on if, 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 pre, if they're relying on pre safe for everything. I oh, know, but this is well, they're going to have to because he's not going to last exactly too much longer. Probably his last, and he's had he had a serious enough injury before the World Cup, and maybe he wasn't fit by the time he came out in the World Cup, but. He's but most a, good, most teams like this learn from bad experiences. He's you make mistakes. If he was a home nation play. player, he'd be the starting eight for the last few line stores, he would have been. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Sure, been, how many he, how many Italian players have the career he has in France? Like and yeah. regarded as one of the best players yeah. in his position in the world and Well he he is, like there's there's no doubt. if you list back rows in the six nations, he's best Northern Hemisphere. He's the best in the last decade more than likely. Um, I'd say he definitely was. Yeah. Whether he is now, no, probably not. Because he, he's certainly he's still, up there. He's top, 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 the thing top is, he's goal. doing the Paul O'Connell thing of getting better with age. Yeah, like he doesn't have as many center performances, but his levels are, are as high. So, I think, the, I think yeah. the amazing thing for him is that he can bring the performances he has for Stad to Italy. Yeah, because well, obviously the teammates are not quite as good. But it shows his character and his ability to, to lead men. That, 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 I know in this one case, maybe... If, if he had been like in charge, if he had been England's number eight, say, instead of Rob Shaw, how well, many different results they would have had when well, he England, needed a captain like, to England kind of... England captain woke up winning, potentially. Yeah. He, he, he'd made such a difference. They wouldn't... They'd be out of their group and different up. But it's also, where would Italy be? They'd be kind of... They'd be in the Six Nations be I think this... To talk about the change of having the promotion in Italy, Italy would, would be gone because they wouldn't have any wins. He's that important to them. Every big game they've ever won, Parise has been there and there about. Beating everyone except England. Roll on tomorrow. Change, change that tomorrow, yeah. That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, France kind of scraped it in the end. Who's the, the winger who had his first ever game for France? Fakatawa? Yeah, okay, the seven won. star. Both, both played him in your fantasy. They just, I yeah. captained him in. I brought him in this week. But, uh, <laughs> the one thing I would say about France is as, as they weren't great, but they showed an ability to win a tight game when they weren't playing well. And that's something that they haven't been able to do in recent years. Oh, we've known from France that Italy, uh, up for the first game, is always a tough game. Like, you, you want Italy kind of at the last game when they're wrecked after. Yeah, like, and once Pilsen started taking the kicks... Yeah, like he he didn't miss. I don't think he had one from about his own, just inside his own half. I think, and he just slotted it. That was that was a magnificent, and, and that was that was put them back ahead. It just makes you wonder why he wasn't kicking from the start. Because I think they missed three kicks before he got to. Yeah, that was the first half was awful. I think France missed a few. Canada missed a few for Italy. It's, I I think these two. I think we talked in the preview that France might be there thereabouts with the new coach, but from the looks of it, on day one, it there's. There's two levels here. There's Ireland, Wales, England, and then there's France, Scotland, Italy, and I think we'll find out this week if that's definitively the case when they all play each other. But I can see there being a, a three-point gap now between the top three and the bottom three if form continues as the way it did last week. Yeah, Scotland, England was on last week at Calcutta Cup. Chris, how you were disappointed? Uh... Yeah, I'd gone for the handicap England to win by more than six. So, <laughs> typically enough, they decided to win by exactly six. <laughs> Discouraged uh, around eight hundred years and it continues. Uh, <laughs> I think they looked decent, well, way more organised than they had done. I think just the, getting the win was the most important thing, more than anything else, really. In this first I think game, it got very scrappy toward probably the last twenty minutes. Um, I don't think they were ever in any real doubt that they were going to win the match but no it felt similar to the World Cup semi-final with the All Blacks and South Africa where there was always one score in it for the last 10-15 minutes but you weren't worried as in watching New Zealand they were like they're going to win this game comfortably even if it is a one score game and the same with England Scotland for all their talent they can't they can't build phases very well. I think the one kind of note was Scotland had an intercept when England were knocking on the door. And it was, I think it was the 10. It was but if uh, it, Finn, Finn Russell. Yeah, but if it had been hogged, he it was, was just outside. <laughs> yeah. That could have been the difference between them winning the game. But that's the thing, I think Scotland win big, big games are relied upon star performers doing things. Like in, in the World Cup against Australia, there was intercepts, there was little snipes, there was... It was they can't build true phases and, and wear teams down. They need to get off first or second strike. If they don't, they struggle. I think it's enough to be Italy this time. France can be very good, actually. That game, Scotland-France can be good. I think it's been very good this year. Um, I think they'll struggle to beat Wales, but they'll put up to them like they did last year. They should have won last year. And gifted, well, gifted, but two or three tries, they should have scored and threw them away at the end. So 
We'll see. And then moving on to Sunday, the the rare draw. So good start for Ireland. Like the first kind of ten yeah, minutes it was very good start. A very good performance all the way through. I know Wales came back into it, but but is that is that Wales coming back into it as a good team that they are rather than yeah I think it was ebbed and flowed the game did even in that I remember that the famous game in in Cardiff a few years ago when yeah. Ireland had put what. 30-odd points on them, but we're still hanging on at the end. Like, Wales aren't a team that are going to lie down for 80 minutes. They're going to have their, they're going to have their, their little spells. Spell. And yeah. they're such a big, powerful team that when they run at you, they're t- like Jamie Roberts running through midfield. I don't know how long he's been doing it for, but he's tough <laughs> to take down. <laughs> I think at one stage, there's like two or three people trying to take him down. Yeah, he certainly got to know Robbie Henshaw quite well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I think, but the entire game, like in the past, Wales would have broken through. They would have made line breaks and we'd have had scrappy defence, but I think there was no line break this time. Well, I think that, that centre partnership we have is yeah, defensively, very good defensively. Now, we looked again as a suspect out wide when it went out quickly, but we know that's, that's our weakness. And it was latency against Argentina, and you might see it today against France, but that's our only weakness when it goes out quickly and we don't have enough cover to drift. I think the way Wales attack suits us better than Argentina well yes. it's like yeah. power cool. whereas cool. with Argentina it was depth and speed and it was the depth that was killing us because yeah. it just looked like they had more players because they were no, coming from so far back yeah. they just mix and match between them I just think that that's the kind of difference between the Southern Hemisphere and the Northern well Warren Gatlin rugby anyway it's like hard <laughs> and straight lines whereas Argentina were just coming from deep and from all angles and we just couldn't cope there was little signs of Ireland that they're like in in the past, it was kind of keep the ball, kind of high balls up the jumper, that sort of stuff. But the, I saw a few signs of kind of trying to offload, but then making the right decision and not offloading because it wasn't on. Yeah. So I thought that decision making was good, and they're trying it as well. I, I could see they had it looking for it, and then decided it's not on. I'll take it in with me, and and, and that's what you, that's what we the fans want to see. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want it always just in with you and slow ball. You, what you want if the offload's on, go for it. Like the likes of Zebo is always trying that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, he didn't have a great game there though. He didn't, and I, I'd say if, if, if his injury hadn't have happened, I'm not sure he'd be starting this week anyway. I think Carney would have dropped back in, even, even though his form hasn't been great for Leinster. He just, a number of times, he was just in the wrong position, and maybe that's from not he's playing. His kicking out of hand wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's from not playing 15 often enough. Mm. Like, it is quite a new position if, for him. Munster, well, it, it is and it isn't, but he doesn't play there consistently. I know we discussed like He plays there for Munster, but it's always for one or two game spells. This year it's Conway instead of him. A full back and and, and Debo's out in the wing. So it's you think if if it's a long term plan for Ireland to have Debo full back, Munster would have a full back. So this is just a stopgap while Carney's out, while they want Payne in the centre. Is it, is it like will he stick with Payne or will Payne drop to full back? And let let's say Ringrose breaks through and have a Ringrose Henshaw partnership if they're playing with Leicester I, together. I think it depends on. And w- would would Payne then be competing with Carney for timelines? I think yeah. It's how long it takes for Ringrose to break into the Irish squad. It's if McCluskey comes in. He looked last night. He, he looked did. superb last night. Did you hear Ferris having a go at Joe? No. Um, about the lack of Ulster players in the squad. And he kind of, he's he right. has a point. is three or something like that. And he, Craig Gilroy. And he said, he said McCluskey and Paddy Jackson. I don't understand Jackson the whole. The tough, whole if the, he said he said Jackson head of Madigan should be because he's playing much better and he probably is, but Madigan could cover more. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what. Yeah. McCluskey now he is playing unbelievable for Ulster. Yeah, and how he's not at least on the bench. Well, I think if he's not starting, that's like Joe's thinking. He's not starting, so he wants other options to come off the bench, and he feels it's more beneficial for him to play with his province. And I think, and, and maybe they're going to come in because for these first three games, like Wales, France, England. Do you really throw in first captain there? I know Stander came in, but Stander's already once her captain. He's he's already involved in the system for the last few months. That's and he, and there were injuries, so Stander was was less a, of a risk because it had to be done. Whereas yeah. we have a starting centre partnership. What's the story with like? Because uh, there seems to be a lot of good young centres coming through. Like not all going to be able to play. No. So who like you have it's just good options. Well, the simple thing is, yeah, yeah. If you look at the Irish team. You've Payne right now who can move back. Yeah. You've Henshaw who can play full back, if if that's the way you want to go. It depends on what, on where Schmidt and the RFU think. Those these players are going to be in four years' time. If Henshaw does go to Leinster, so it's the the advantage that Henshaw and Ringrose have is they'll play in week in week out with each other, and that could benefit the two of them to get the centre slots. Yeah, no, it could do, and it means that. Uh, 
McCluskey's going to have to fight extra hard. Or, work, know, just wor- or, or just work even harder. Yeah, he'll have to be a standout, the best. He'll have, to, he'll have to be so good that he can't not pick up. Exactly, yeah, he'll have to be a starting centre, <coughs> or the best starting centre in all four provinces. Mm. You <laughs> saw, even when Darcy wasn't doing the best, he, he still, still had the partnership with O'Driscoll at the club but, level. And at that. that time, there wasn't as many centres breaking through as well. No. Right now, it's crazy. Like, Darcy came from the wing but, as well, so like it does... It goes he, like they do kind of like these players break through yeah. kind of like Ringrose who started on the wing and yeah. now he's going to be moved into the centre the kind of centre is more like responsible position you kind of learn it more as you get older yeah yeah. It's, I mean, but the fact that we have these young players playing there already at this age and not making many mistakes like it's not as if they're out of their depth and they're getting experience they're, they're putting a man in match performances like Ringrose for that first try against Munster um McCluskey all season for Ulster. Bundyaki for Connacht. He's, he, he's, he qualifies. Well, he'll qualify and I said he's, he's open to playing for Ireland. So we have a huge amount of, of depth in the backs. Now we just need to figure out can we move some of them out wide. But I'm saying like, it, like the, the wing future it, like, does look decent but like, in, in, even with the forwards then you've got youngsters like Henderson, Van der Fleer, all these guys coming through as well. Like, it's, it's not like we're kind of struggling apart from let's say the halfbacks. I've done it as well for months ago but it's a huge talent yeah I suppose yeah. Half, so you've got like the likes of Luke McGrath and Marmion our, coming our up our problem from. is it's probably 10 that we're not going to have a good enough 10 once Sexton goes if if you look at the depth of Jackson Madigan and Carthy at Connacht Keatley isn't isn't no. enough, I think if Sexton goes do we have somebody who can manage Okay. If, like if Sexton's so injured, Jackson, Jackson is the one who we go to now to play, and Madden still goes on the bench. Can he develop into a international? I don't class? think so, because even over Ulster, if there's like a pressure kick on, it goes to Pinar at times. Yeah, no, no, no. In recent times, he has stepped up to play. He, and he, has he definitely can kick, but I don't think he can well, be that eighty plus uh, percent kicker. But see, Madden. <laughs> Is as well. Like he's. Well, he doesn't control the game. He do, exactly. He's a bit more of a maverick, and he kind of. You don't will, need that run at himself sometimes and kind of get caught. And then you're 10s out of position. Exactly. Well, if he's playing at 12, that's fine to do that. But the thing is, with that at 10, it means the teams can't, they can't push up. If, if they know 10's unpredictable, I know he's going to get stuck under a rock the odd time, but if they don't know what he's going to do, they can't defend it. Like, everyone knows what Sexton's going to do. As in, he's brilliant at it. But the wraparound. <laughs> yeah, the wraparound or he's going to fastball. But teams know exactly how you're not, you know, sorry, how are they going to move the ball out wide quickly. So teams can defend it well. If you have an unpredictable 10, teams can't push up crazy because they know that Madigan's liable to snipe or he's liable to kick the ball behind. It, it, it can be dangerous, but it could also be a really big asset in the fact that teams can't defend against you easily. So it is, but then in, in kind of like top international level, like one mistake like that, you could be caught out and that could be the game as well. Yeah, that's right. But it could also be one special move from Madigan could win yeah. the game as well yeah. so it is kind of that balancing act it just means you see Madigan up to a level where he's more match winning moments but he's played he consistently with Bordeaux, with Bordeaux now for two years well this is the thing like, he'll we're, come we're, back we're at 26 he'll come back at 28 yeah we're talking he about could be, he could be ready to go Sexton being the best and the rest are not quite up to his level we have him for at least two years. I think we were very injuries. A bit lucky before Sexton that we had Rog and Humphreys. Yeah. Who two. were two very good out halves. Yeah. Like different and like Rog was the more kind of attacking one. Humphreys like never missed a kick. Yeah. And I don't know if he still had, but he had the record for Ulster for points in the European game. I think he's thirty odd points from the boot. They won the match and he scored every point in the <laughs> Um so yeah, we did have two class out halves. And now we've got Probably one that was better than the both of them, but not the backup. So as a team thing, as yeah, like, not the individual, but not the team. But I, I do but think as yeah, Madigan's only twenty six, I think it is. Go off, come back at twenty eight from Bordeaux. I know, and it's it, it any case of where Humphreys had a starting job also for years to develop. Madigan hasn't had that. Keatley has had that and has proven he's, he's not good enough. He, he, like you persist as long as he can, but realistically, he's never going to be that Keatley level. Keatley is kind of the. A good player for Munster, as in he's not going to get picked for Ireland, so he'll be there when yeah, no, that, 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 yeah. that's from that point of view, it's, it's great for Munster, but realistically, you want your starting out half to be contending for international, Pushing for an international if he's not, then well. you have a problem. Carthy, excuse me, Carthy at Connacht is very young, so we'll see what happens once he gets over his groin, Colin Marshall, his as well. groin strain from was it slaloming or what was his injury? 
water it was a water slide there was three months because he tore his groin on the water slide it's like those ones we hear like someone like chipped over their dog and they woke up in the yeah, morning and they did their knee or something like that yeah, didn't Rio injure himself a while ago or obviously a good while ago he's retired now but like putting his feet up watching TV or something he's straining the muscles <laughs> I think he it did was like, like something weird like that yeah stretched the car yeah. too far or something like that I think it's Mark Poon we could be wrong who dropped a, a glass bottle on his foot <laughs> smashed dug into his foot he was out for a long time <laughs> it's like Come on, you freshman athletes, you're needing some coordination. <laughs> uh, but looking at today's games then, France v Ireland kick off 25 past 2. Confident? Quietly yeah. confident. Never Bucky, Bucky's have it as a... Evens. Yeah, even. Never but, really know what you're going to get when you go to Paris, but we've done well in recent years. Haven't lost against them. I'm beating in five, four. I'm beating in four years, two draws, granted, but... Our best performance against him in a long time wasn't that World Cup. And we'd lost some players. Like that, that second half was without O'Connell, was without Driscoll, was without... Who else did we lose? O'Brien wasn't there. Like, we have... Tommy Bowe, wasn't it? Was he just no, he, 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 he lost him against Argentina. Lost him against Argentina. But, <laughs> as in, that performance wasn't with the big names in Irish. Rogan for the last 10 years. Sean O'Brien back as well for today. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nothing to like that, that's, a, that's a good back row Stander O'Brien and, uh, and, then, and then like what happens when Omani comes back does he slip lose his place like, either way like you're going to have one quality back row coming the off the bench this yeah. thing yeah, we're going to have uh, a back probably nine back rows who are capable of playing for Ireland if you look at Omani you look at and Tommy O'Donnell had a great game last he week. was yeah. super but then like you're saying Ruddock, Van der Fleer Van der Fleer uh, Reese Ruddock uh, Jordy Murphy yeah, Jordan Murphy, like, um, etc. I don't know who is coming through and will be a starter in the next four or five like years. Most, most positions we do have yeah, good no. players coming through. We're just trying to get them game time exactly. at the right time. Exactly, yeah. So, um, I'd be, yeah, like, for my bed, better week this week of Ireland for, to win by 1 to 12 points of 6 to 4. I think it's a reasonably safe bet. I think. Well, if, if they win, we don't trash teams often, especially big nations. But we do beat them, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm pretty happy. I think if we win, it will be between one and twelve points. I don't think we're going to rack up a. It'd be nice. It'd be lovely <laughs> yeah. to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be fantastic. I'd, I'd happily lose the bet. <laughs> yeah, I'd win by twenty five points, granted. But um, and I, I for my better week now, I've gone uh, Sean O'Brien first try score, twenty two to one. Hoping to double them odds. Hoping to double them odds, uh, <laughs> forty four to one. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, yeah. I, they found the there, like I said earlier, please on Vakatawa. Um made Eris back in, in in the setup looking good. Probably say this, this good players but not a good team. Yeah, and I think to get back to a good team is gonna take no less time. I think there's not gonna be that like it'd be different if they had a bad season last year. But they've had about four seasons. They've not mm. been in the top three in Six Nations. Beaten by Ireland in the World Cup, destroyed by New Zealand. It's gonna take time to rebuild for France. And Novez I don't think can do it in one Six Nations. So Ireland by 11. <laughs> just to say, just to say, just to say, I'd take that. I'll no. definitely take it. I can see probably being Ireland by like a score. Ireland by five, yeah. But yeah, definitely take it. Um, the late kickoff, 10 to 5, Wales, Scotland. I've been, I've been living with Scotland for so long to have this big upset win. <laughs> it's not coming today. It's not coming it's today. Not coming. The only reason is if Wales are, are exhausted from last week. And they, and they don't, for them yeah, well. they don't show signs of, of that kind of exhaustion, the way we have in the past. They seem to be have better conditioning, for faster bigger and players it's yeah. as well. Not the likes of George North, Jamie Roberts, as you mentioned earlier, always running yeah. at you constantly. Like Scotland might hold out for an hour, and then it's, it, yeah. as you've seen, it, it, Wales do to other teams. It's kind of six minutes banging on the door, and then it kind of just they break on. I think Priestland is available as well. So, who? Oh, Priestland, yeah. Yeah, he passes. That bigger. Oh, bigger, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, bigger, yeah, bigger, bigger is starting. Yeah. No, yeah. I saw that. He's, he he's, he's, he's in my fantasy yeah. <laughs> He was he was strapped up ridiculously yeah. was in that game, but he came back. But like he he is like an important thing for them to have, an important player for them to have. Like he's an important player, but Priestland is a very good backup. As he's in good backup, but I think like uh, bigger bigger is kind of up and unders now, or like one of the best I've seen. Yeah. Well, that was they've it. always had a good kick and chase game. Yeah. Like even without half penny there, they, like they were still. He's like you keep forgetting that like. Half Penny isn't playing at all on like And they lost uh, Anscombe on yep. on the day, on the day, wasn't day, it? On the day. Williams flew over. Yeah. So. From everyone of you a draw was a bigger result based on, on that. But I think a draw and was thirteen 30, nil down. And thirteen yeah. nil down. But I think it, like the way kind of 
the fans and the media, I think more so the media and stuff, had Ireland like thought this, this Ireland team wasn't going to do well. They, they had Wales as the favourites, just I, by like a point, I think it was. But like, wait, that's fair enough. Like, there's not much between the sides, so really, to give it a point to either side is not really an insult. But like Wales favourites coming over to Dublin, like you would have thought that we might have been the favourites by a point, maybe. It could have, but uh, like, like, but I think that the, there was those kind of negative kind of everyone thought we weren't going to do great. This is going to be like a, a transition thing. So I suppose a draw against the fate one of the favourites for the for, yeah, you'd have to say it's Ireland mm-hmm. or Wales who who is one of those three who win it. Yeah, realistically, if we go to pick them in two weeks and win there. Then it's our title, I think, because we'll then have Scotland and Cleveland play the last two weeks. Which, if if, 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 if we know it's going to present a goal difference or points difference, then I, I think it's it ours. It's, can we go back to back, France and England? It, I think we've got the we two week team. break, don't we? It, it, so that's, that's, that's going to be massive. Yeah, yeah that's huge. It, it, it's the right time for the break is yeah. slotting in there. Um, so is England away to Italy tomorrow then as well? They they will they try rack up a big score or again as a first and foremost is it get the win? It's tough to call because you think early on in the John era, you you want to win, you want a performance, but knowing that they which is more important, the win. win is well, the win is more important. important. But if you think of it, have they finished second the last four years mm-hmm. consecutively? So they know they're close, and they know they might have another point difference. So if if they're ten points up at any stage in the game. They might be. They might have had to talk about. Hey, look, we it might come down to points difference, and we we might need now with, with the Ireland Wales draw. I think less likely. It's going to be if they win five games, it's theirs. If they win four games, they're lined upon. I think because we got the draw, it's it's not a loss now. So I know there's no grand slam or anything like that, but like it's still in our hands. Win the rest of your games. I think for yeah. for us, the fact that Italy is England's second game could work to our advantage. I think if it was their last game, they've had they've played. The extra, the extra three matches under uh, Eddie Jones, like they're probably going to be more in tune yeah. with what he wants them to do. Like the patterns are probably going to be increased more tired. Exactly. As well. So, like I think when we it was two years ago when Ireland won in Paris and England had the big win against Italy beforehand, mm-hmm. they kind of Italy was last game they were weak and England were just running them up. I don't think it's going to be like that 50, today. 60 points or, they're running yeah. or tomorrow. Yeah, no, I don't think. Uh, we'll be I think and this yeah, will be so like, last year at Wales. Even if England win by, I don't know, 20 points, it's still a lot less than they won back back then. So Yeah. I think, though, Italy at home, their first game, was a very good performance. That they didn't win it, but they can take confidence into it. I think mean, if they can start early, or if they can start well early, then I'm definitely not going to pick them to win. But I think they could... Like I said, they, it's only when they, when they suffered that first big loss that they kind of they give up. I could see them keeping England within 15 points. I think I'd be much more confident the way we're playing them in a few weeks' time is the fourth game at home rather than yeah. the second game over in Italy. Yeah. Things like that. Definitely. But yeah, so so three games this weekend. Who's going to win each? Wales, Ireland, England. I'd like to tip Scotland, but yeah, Wales, Ireland, England. Full house, Wales, Ireland, England, yeah? Yep. Perfect, perfect. This is one of those weekends. <laughs> So after a, a short little break there, we, we paused to watch the first half of United Sunderland. Uh, Stephen, United fan, how'd you make the first half? Poor quality. And good, both the first goal for Sunderland was shot and defending, the hair out of position. United's goal was not shot from Manny, very good save from Nolan. Marshall's little flick over over Nolan was, was the only good moment the entire game, I think. United look pedestrian, as usual. <laughs> not, new there. not new there you, like you, you were delighted with your uh, the start for Sunderland Chris yeah it was after two minutes two minutes so yeah it was a good start for them um, maybe could have made it two with Defoe's chance uh, he kind yeah, of never sure. really got it under control exactly just kind of swung an, an air shot more than anything else in the end and then um, just with the Sunderland goal like Mignolet made a good start Minone. You love Minole. First time I've said Minole's made a good save in a while. It's not even him. But the only criticism is that he doesn't turn it around the post. He kind of knocks it back out to where the where yeah. Marshall is. Skip it around the corner, yeah, yeah. And yeah, from there, like Stephen said, it was a class finish. But if um if Pantilamon was in goal, he would have hit his head because he's a little bit taller. That was extra inches yeah. on his case. Girls girls will always say that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> You know, Stephen, you, you, they said it to you a lot, haven't they? 
Not coming. But yeah, a few a few good games coming today. Uh, Bournemouth Stoke. Kind of uh, Stoke haven't been on, on a great run of late. It's probably wider three to one. Three to one for Stoke yeah, to win. It's crazy odds, but I know they're away, but it's so hard to predict. It's like last week at home to Everton, they were destroyed. But they've beaten City. They've beaten United. Beat Liverpool this season as well. Uh, they lost in the opening day to us. Um, did they beat us at home? They lost in the cup as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I'm not sure they've played us the second time at home. They've played. They've put together some really good performances, but they can't seem to back it up. So, having lost three in the last week, maybe they show up this week. I, don't know. I thought it's Bournemouth were decent last week against Arsenal. They lost two 0 but they had a few chances themselves. They've been good the last month. I think they've. Eight points out of maybe fifteen games. Yeah, I think they were the form side going into that game against <laughs> Arsenal in the last five games. <laughs> Look, I think Arsenal had the two draws in four games. They were that was huge for them because now they're back in it, and I presume we'll get on to tomorrow's games. Yeah. Top, top four all playing each other, but yeah. Um, next game then Palace Watford, another game where you kind of don't really know how this one will go as well. I, I've kind of gone for a draw with Bournemouth Stoke, and I've also gone for a draw with Palace Watford as well. Yeah, I think I've definitely gone for a draw on this one. Um, two sides that kind of started very well. Watford maintained it longer than Palace, but two sides struggling a little bit. I think Palace definitely more so. Yeah, I think Pardew came out like yesterday or something saying, like, you know, understand that he knows they had a great kind of start of the season. He said it's it's very hard to kind of keep that up for the whole season. Um, now, Leicester? Leicester is not that hard. It's been done right. Leicester now. have a goal um, scorer though. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, they've got Mares and Vardy in their team. I think that's the difference in this game is that you're gonna have Watford who have you've got Adebayor, Yeah, you've got Ikaylo and you have Dini who are scoring all season, and you've got no one for Palace. So unless Adebayor starts scoring, I can see Watford winning this. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe one all, one all. I think that's what I've gone for as well. Um, Everton West Brom. You said Everton kind of. Hammered Stoke last week. Like say the same again. I went to Hammered. No. Having watched West Brom midweek in the cup, playing for 120 minutes, I think they'll be tired. Yeah. Um, Lukaku will score. I think Everton will win. They'll concede. I think. I think those things. Those these mystics. They happen over every. They happen. Well, they did get a clean sheet last week. They did. They did. Venice, but Stoke. Uh, it's it's just this season is so hard to predict because. With the money that's come in over the last two or three years, there's so many talented players that if someone shows up on the day, they can be on anyone in the league. If Leicester have proven this season, like with Chelsea being where they are, where they are, there's no like predicting. We know from from the the the, the, bet. the bets, yeah, the bets <laughs> we're doing. That it's a very difficult league to predict this 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 year, and I. You'd have to go Everton with that one, but you wouldn't be surprised if Berhino comes off the bench and scores a winner. <laughs> you agree with that? I definitely do agree. Yeah. Everton are the favourites, and I'd expect them to win the game. But then again, if you told me after the ninety minutes that they'd lost, I wouldn't, you wouldn't be surprised. Be surprised yeah. Um, next game, important game close for Norwich, home to West Ham. Um, they lost the last five, I think. Yeah, last six. Not they, well. We did hear a pretty dodgy stat <laughs> when the last time West Ham won a Carabao was. <laughs> Shortly after we placed our bet, <laughs> so um, yeah, we we've gone for West Ham to win this one. I think uh, I went for a two-one win. Hopefully, Payet will come back, score a few goals. But uh, and then found out that they've drawn seven and lost nine of the last sixteen games away at Road. So, although records are allegedly broken, so exactly. Welcome to West Ham with a history of ruining our bets. So <laughs> I wouldn't put a pass and do it again today. They'll, they'll be the ones on the list there our hate list as well this this week again I think the the worrying thing for them is they played 120 minutes as well midweek mm. West Ham did yeah um, and they've got to travel now to Norwich and Norwich have looked decent going forward I think they, if they could shore up that defence yeah. it's easier said than done but yeah. with the likes of Naismith and I think they've got Bamford there as well now, so. to start from today, yeah. total football Norwich <laughs> <laughs> the Canaries flying high um, then the last three o'clock game today, Swansea Southampton. This is a strange one, I suppose. Since Fraser Foster has come back, clean sheets hasn't seen the goals has come back from injury. No, I think it's five games. They look a lot more assured at the back. Back to the kind of Southampton we we knew for our yeah. and loved from our fantasy football from last season. Yeah. We just had all the defenders in, cheap players that rack up the points. Yeah, exactly. I, I brought Fraser Fraser Foster in now. 
Um, is that a check? Is that a check? Saved me like almost a million. I didn't. Want, I think I've already got two Southampton defenders in there, so I didn't want to have a third in <laughs> all the eggs in one basket. But. Yeah, one goal, and that's a week nearly over. <laughs> On the other hand, though, clean sheets and uh, yeah, you're laughing. You're laughing exactly. Eighteen uh, points. Yeah, at least minimal. Um, but Swansea, can they new management and all? How, how is he settling in? They're improving. Um, a, a nice win in the first game in charge. I think at home it'll be too tough to beat, but Southampton, like you said, aren't conceding goals. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Southampton just with the quality up front and they get, I think. Yeah, I think Southampton played was it over 45 minutes with 10 men. Yeah. Last Still week. Out. Uh, yeah, and probably if anyone was going to score again, it was them. Yeah. And uh, maybe the last few minutes they kind of sat deeper, which is understandable, but yeah, they just seem to be playing well at the moment. Very solid at the back and they've got Good players going forward. So they should have too much for their Swansea. Very good. The the evening kick off, Chelsea Newcastle. Um well, that was the the game in in Newcastle there earlier in the season was fantastic with the two all draw. Um you think now with hitting a charge the Chelsea are gonna be still, still undefeated. Newcastle yeah. blew a two 0 lead in that game, didn't they? Yeah. 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 So William and Kosh in the last minute. A free kick by William by any chance. <laughs> <laughs> he more than like he yeah. one of the free kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that when he yeah. went on his run of like yeah. three games in a row scoring these cracking free kicks? He's a fantastic player. He's in great form this season. I think that 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 should be just probably their best player this season. William is most consistent. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, but should be Chelsea win at home against Newcastle. Yeah, should be. Newcastle was very hit and miss. Like, if, if he turns up, they could kind of yeah. spring something. But I think the only thing he's, too, he's too streaky, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's playing in a team that are very hit and miss. So <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. He always seems to be the standout any time I see them play. Yeah. He's he's too good for that team. I'd imagine at the end of the season he'll have either a move to a bigger team in England or he'll be going somewhere yeah. in Europe. I, I was surprised he moved to them in the first place. Like, Money, all about the money. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, it, it is. Was. I mean, it's, it's why well, the lower teams are getting it's the like standings. Like, going to Swansea and stuff like that. Payet going but to West Ham. Lots of players like this who are doing that for a season, knowing that if they do well in that season well. at these clubs, a bigger team in England or a bigger team can pick them up. And they don't mind paying the extra money instead of like paying. I don't know whatever Newcastle pay twelve or fifteen million from. Yeah. Big teams are willing to pay twenty five million after a year yeah. when they see that so he can play in Premiership. Well. Yeah. I suppose is is that like would a, would a player rather? play for a year or two in like a mid-table club in the Premiership then like a top four club in France let's say well you would because because they move from Marseille and stuff like that. you get twice as much money and, and, more and money, much and, more exposure and yeah. then get a chance to move on to another bigger club absolutely yeah. it, 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 people talk about being moving for money but that's also a move for your career so it's both so yeah. it, it, it's a complete no-brainer yeah then move on to Sunday and we finally have we have an actual super Sunday like <laughs> so sometimes sometimes these things are like well, oh yeah they should be just <laughs> called Sunday shouldn't they <laughs> Sunday football it's, it's, it's Stoke versus like a West Brom or something like that I'm but feeling, uh, I'm there, not sure if there's a middle game in here Sunday, there's a middle game in here that doesn't quite be, live up to it yeah, but um, that's better involved can it be a super Sunday <laughs> I would say that the first and the third match are the super parts and then the, it's the one in between is just so you're not bored for two hours <laughs> kill some time on the Sunday I, that's the Sunday part. Well, but, I'd uh, say you're pretty much guaranteed goals in that middle game because neither side can defend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, probably gonna, I'm probably going to stick a sneaky little bet on like an over over, over three and a half, half goal. over eight point five, over eight point five. Yeah, <laughs> like should have done that for the Norwich one. <laughs> but um, so start off twelve o'clock. What a game! Arsenal Leicester. Arsenal at home, but everyone thought Leicester wouldn't get would struggle against the, the last three games: Liverpool, City, and Arsenal. They're six from six at the moment, and they make it like if they win this. Let's say Leicester win this and then Spurs City draw. Leicester are six points clear at the top. Yeah. And it's the first time for the first be... for the first time now they're the favourites to win the league. Yeah, well I suppose you have to. Um you you're still everyone's still expecting City to to turn it on with the players they have, but they they're so inconsistent. But they lost company for a while and he's back, he today. back yeah. he's back today but they lost no. Kevin De Bruyne who's been a huge loss even though he, they only signed him in the summer um, they just they could be any team in the league but they can also mm. lose to any team in the league which is crazy for for the level of talent that squad has with De Bruyne they got, they've got that chance Sterling has a chance now to step up and justify the price tag 
But he does he, have he, he, he does opportunity, but he's anywhere near the, the finished article that De Bruyne is. No. No, nowhere and near. that's the thing. Is like they spent they spent roughly the same with doing a few million more on De Bruyne. Yeah, I think Sterling was forty nine, De Bruyne was fifty six or something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah, so not a huge amount in the difference. Only seven. They're million. insane numbers. Just, just but, insane but, yeah, number. but like it's chalk and cheese in mm-hmm. terms of the player you're getting. Yeah. But you're paying for you're paying that money for English players. You're paying for English, exactly. And it, it's a, it's a ridiculous amount of money for a player who. He wasn't tearing up the league. Like he wasn't the league's best he was player. Good, he was playing well for Liverpool in a Liverpool team that was weren't year? playing great. Like that Suarez and Sterling. Yeah, but the thing about it, Suarez was bought by Barca for. Yeah, but that was two it? years ago as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he his best form for us was in the run into that title challenge, yeah. and yeah, he was playing with Suarez, who would exactly. make anyone <laughs> exactly. Better. Yeah, there was like I said at the start of the season, if he could make that same partnership with Aguero. Then he'd be a fantastic signer for them. But That's how it happened. No, not at all. De Bruyne has linked up better exactly. with, with the with the with the and stuff. Um, but yeah, going back to the Arsenal Leicester game, um, Vardy back back scoring goals again. Mares still as good as ever. Can they do this? This game is perfectly set up for them. This is the kind of Arsenal game. will have seventy percent of possession. Yeah, Mares even said. I watched an interview before uh, he came over. It was just like. Um, we like when teams have the ball. Like we're happy for them <laughs> to have the ball, and we'll just counter. I think it and Arsenal of, will play exactly into in that. only one of their games this season. They had more possession than the team. <laughs> I love that stuff. But like, they have one of the worst passing uh, percentages yeah. in the league as well. They're just extremely efficient when they counter attack. They've got very pace and precision. Yeah, they're doing exactly what you need to do. Think about, yeah, you can bring up stats and you can bring up possession stats and. Um, distance run but eventually if you don't score goals you don't win games and they're scoring goals when they have their chances and Vardy's not slowing down Mara's isn't slowing down New the, contract. the impressive thing for them is that we said earlier in the season when they were playing so well that they were winning 3-2 I was like, they're not going to be able to do that all season. Exactly. And they're not. Now they're winning 1-0. So they're starting to, they've shored up the defence. Yeah. And if you look at it, don't think, I think something now is major injuries. I think if if this team stays healthy and stays fit with maybe only one or two short-term injuries, they'll win tomorrow and, or like later on today and, and tomorrow. 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 And tomorrow. yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's Sunday already. <laughs> Lesser to win, 3-1. 3-1, wow. Uh, I think it'll be a draw. A draw. It's still a, a very good result for Leicester because they're away. Yeah, exactly. Um, middle game of the so-called Super Sunday, the, the Sunday game. Chris, you're Liverpool. Yep. Um, should be safe, shouldn't it? Should be. Um, wouldn't put a lot of money on it if I was you. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I think we, we should win this game. I mean, we, we created an awful lot of chances against West Ham. Um, we finally had some strikers on the pitch. It was <laughs> nice to see Sturridge back and with another few How days. How long until he gets another injury? Well, that, that's it. another few days training behind him. Hopefully, well, I, I probably wouldn't see him starting again. Probably be on the bench, but maybe give him half an hour, thirty-five minutes. Um, Origi was back. It's nice to see him. I think he suits the Klopp style better than Menteke. Mm. So having a striker that um, Firmino can play behind should help the team. Um, we will probably concede so I think <laughs> it's going to be either 2 or 3-1 to Liverpool if we are to get the win yeah. do you think do we all think just Villa are gone they've given up well they've no, picked they've up some points know, yeah. recently and at home you never quite know with them if they get an early goal they can they can hang in there but Liverpool should beat them I think Villa need 3 wins to get out of the relegation zone that's the problem Yeah. so they need to win 3 weekends in a row without the teams above them picking up points so <laughs> More than likely they're gone, but they're at least giving it a fight, which you didn't see happening a few weeks ago. Yeah, true. If you think about this time last year, Leicester were where Villa are now. Is it worth chucking a euro on Villa to win the league next year? <laughs> <laughs> just, just it might be when they go down. <laughs> 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 to win the championship. Stick <laughs> <laughs> a euro on that there. Um, Checkmate, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> then... The last game on Sunday, quarter past four, City Spurs. Spurs win. Spurs win. I really, I think Spurs' season have been fantastic. They're they're set up 
for example, Leicester, they're, they're set up in, a, in a, a system that works perfectly for their team. Everyone knows what they're doing. They're getting the best out of players like Deli Ali. If you compare Mares and Deli Ali, you know Mares is a couple of years older. They're players who wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been talking about at the start of the season as being PFA player of the year contenders, PFA young player of the year contenders, but they're in a the system. They're, they're playing superbly and City don't look as... Like, if like a, City don't look as good as their parts. Spurs look better than some of their parts. Aguero likes playing against Spurs, though. Yeah, he has a good record. But I think, like like Stephen said, Spurs are probably the most efficient team in the league at the moment. The best defence. Mm-hmm. And some of those players going forward. Like, Kane hasn't been as good last year, but he's he's Still, certainly he's, improved. He's, yeah. like, he's, he's banging he them in. Very slow start. Um, Deli Ali's been incredible he is. Like, he, he's got to be at the top of the list for the young player of the year yeah, anyway yeah. without a shadow of a doubt um, that's his title to be lost and then you've got kind of Ericsson and Lamella both drifting and out so maybe you'll get one good for a few weeks and then the other good kind of come yeah. for each other and then I, uh, I, I, Eric Dyer I think has been fantastic for yeah. them in field and I love their defenders though. So like the, the centre back pairing of Alder Vera and Vertonghen and then Lloris behind them as well yeah, yeah Vertonghen's out for yeah yeah and, he, and Shreven they had like they struggled in the past. Oh, yeah, like, but, yeah. but then he hasn't been lost in the two games even now. Yeah. They're still defending well, so. They struggled last weekend, and there was what, Trippier pops up at the back post to score yeah. a winner. Like. Yeah. So they're, they have players coming in and, and doing. Chipping in with goals like in important games. Exactly, exactly, getting them what they need. But, like, even though it's it's unlikely, two way wins in these games, and it's Leicester versus Spurs for the title. And that sounds insane to me. But. Realistically, they're the two best teams this season, and they're both on form. So, yeah, it'd be strange to bet to back against City and Arsenal at home in the same weekend. But and if it does come one. come down to the world class players, then you're looking at the other two sides. But then you're looking at your Ozil, Sanchez, Sanchez, Aguero, like David Silva. Yeah, yeah, all this sort of if, stuff. If like big games take big players to win them, then you're looking at those two sides. Theo Walcott. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he injured? No, he's back again. I, I, just, I took a shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's like Wilshire, you can always have a shot, a shot at that. Yeah. Sturridge, you know, in general, you're going to be right. More often than not, you'll be right. Um, but yeah, so is there any other things that you, you heard this week that you wanted to bring up or anything? I suppose, quickly, the Broncos surprising the Panthers. Um, I think no one, very, very few people predicted it, but that, that defence just swarmed over Cam Newton and... Never, never got going. It was Peyton Manning didn't have to do anything. He just <laughs> he threw the ball a couple of times and watched his defense. Just, just. Is he gonna go now? I would have thought he'd announced on the day, but let's see. He has two now, same as his brother. So he, he sibling he, rivalry. He retired now, not having to listen to Eli for the next fifty years. And I, he's the older brother, isn't he? Peyton. Peyton. Yeah, yeah. Peyton. Eli is twenty uh, thirty. 34 so he said it's a couple of years left he can probably get one more if the Giants can get everyone together but um, two now cemented him there's always going to be talk of he only had one Super Bowl so could he be compared to Montana and Brady go for now I think he's definitely in that conversation it's, he should retire because he, why go on go right on top yeah very few players yeah. do that and, and to do it like, I think he even said to Bill Belichick when when they beat the Patriots, like, this, this is my last rodeo, which everyone assumed to meant that this is my last yeah. season, but when asked about it pre-Super Bowl, he said, oh no, that was just something else, a joke we have or something. So it's, it uh, looks like that should have been his last game. As he, good as it is to go out on top, there's, obviously there's going to be that resistance, like, look, I've done it last year, can I do it one can, more year? Yeah, can, can, can I go again? He even didn't do it for half the year. I mean, he was awful the first half of the season, was injured until... Week 17 against Chargers. Came back and then had a, a five-week window where he was able to play That's well. rested up as well. Yeah, he was able to play well enough. He wasn't even that spectacular. So to expect him to go a whole season next year, when they have someone beneath him, who, Brock Osweiler, who looked good in spells when Peyton wasn't there. It's, he should retire now. If he doesn't... Ride off in the, in, into the wind. On his Bronco. On his Bronco, it's yeah. It really is, but... Um, they were very good for the win. Um, Miller and Ware in defence were just, they were awesome. They really were. They can finally put to, to rest the Simpsons jibes now, can't they? No, they'd always have the Simpsons <laughs> jibes. Always. It's, it's still defence, not offence. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that was caught your eye during the weekend in the sporting world? Um, 
Nothing springing to mind. No, I thought one tiny mention for the pink South African one day international kids. You see this, this now? Hideous. It's for it's for breast cancer, I think, awareness. But um, problem was is they didn't have the shin pads right done in pink. So they they walk out giant green shin pads. Everything else pink. It just looked ridiculous. <laughs> but they won. So hey. I think the the one UFC note there wasn't an event on, but it was, um, the fact that the Romero drug test is yes. now apparently he didn't fail a drug test. I knew it. So I always believed the <laughs> So that's just like if the soldier of God, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of these kind of what what was going on? Like why why announce that he may have failed a drug test? Like it just seems bizarre. Do we know where is this come? As in, where is this information coming from? I think it was USADA that said he may have. This um, is what I don't know on what like, ground, but I don't, I don't know how. Like it, it should be black and white. That's right. I know that it's a single test. You can say he failed the A, and then the second one is going to be done later on. That's fine if you come out and say look, because that's what they've always done. You fail the A, they'll do a test on the B. But to come out and say he may have failed yeah, the A, exactly. Just what, so make no statement until you know either way. But sure, do you think he could he could sue? For, for loss of earnings potentially because his career could have been negatively impacted by the fact that say if UFC weren't sure about giving him a title job because they weren't sure if he was on drugs well he was rumoured to be next in line whether they were going to do the rematch with Weidman or not they may have done that anyway but he was the number one contender like as much as anyone is yeah, yeah, yeah. so it definitely didn't help his chances That's like this mean, kind of cloud and, th- and then he gets if he loses his next fight suddenly that might have been his only chance at the title so there was is a f- is he 37 or 38 he's, he's 38 only, yeah so yeah, he so doesn't he, have much time no, now, so no not at all it could have been very dangerous for his career if it, if it comes out that he's innocent yeah it could have easily been like the end like if he got a, year, a one year or two year ban or no, but even if even if, like it took a while to clear his name that's what I mean if it, if it took six months to clear his name and he's lost his title shot he's lost a huge potential chance of earnings. It's there's this case there for 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 soon. He's at it. I think it ju- it just seems like it was handled poorly. Mm, definitely. But I suppose th- this um the new kind of drug testing scheme is still relatively new, so they're probably trying to iron out a few of the the issues with maybe something like this they can learn from. If that's what you're doing. Don't come out until you're certain it's a positive. That's exactly. That's common sense. It's. Scientists don't come out and go, oh, we think this could be true, but we, we know it is true. Exactly. Like, rarely do we find out who's been tested. Like, sometimes fighters will come out and say, look, they're here, they're at my door, I'm being yeah. tested now. <laughs> um, I think Misha Tate tweeted, like, oh, happy to be tested, but could they not come at a more reasonable hour? Like, it's six <laughs> o'clock in the morning, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, like, a lot of fighters would be tested and we wouldn't hear anything about it, so I suppose... If they did that across the board until there was something to announce, it would probably be for the best. Exactly. It just, it just seems crazy. So we'll wrap it up here for this week because I know I want to get back watching this United game. <laughs> yeah, and, I think uh, uh, last-ditch sure defending just kept the score at one all. <laughs> and then after that, then we'll be straight on into Ireland-France as well. So fantastic day of sport ahead of us. And then Wales and Scotland as well. Yep. And maybe a few board games throughout the whole <laughs> With a, an eye on Chelsea, Newcastle in between. <laughs> a little, I might be on the, on the iPad in the background <laughs> as well. Um, but just before we go, I'm going to wrap up this question. So which team has won the most Grand Slams in all, not just Six Nations? I just want to clarify that. And how many? Is that for a bonus point? Wales and nine. I'm, I was going for Wales as well. Um, I will say 11. So Wales 11 and Wales 9. And there's England. <laughs> yeah, England I changed. England with 12. Does yeah. that, that put me in the lead now, does it? It Probably. does. It puts you on 8, which is one ahead of me and Chris. It's in. So next week, I'm going to ask the questions. Just <laughs> a heads up. You, you want to ask a question next week, do you? I hope you know your Mongolian cricket league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't. So... Uh, I'm sure it'll be another Six Nations question for you next weekend anyway but um, yeah I suppose cheers lads thanks for uh, another great episode thank you no problem enjoy the weekend sport I intend to (laughs) cheers have a good one now get up one more round
this guy hard. Come on, come on. He's no machine. I can hear no bell. Get up, you son of a bitch. Making love.